Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso and his co-host. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. And joining me today as my co-host is the Lifetime Achievement Award 2016 recipient, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello, Dr. B. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm wonderful, Dr. B. Thank you so much for joining us. What a pleasure to have you on with us today. It's my honor, Tony, to be with you, the fabulous Tony Drusso. <laughs> well, thank you. And to our audience, you're listening to the Spotlight, where we focus on highlighting Hollywood stars, sports greats, business experts, and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on the Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m., so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And today, we set the stage for the Spotlight with former pro NFL player Ben Troop. Welcome to the Spotlight, Ben. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Forward to it. Hey, so great to have you join us. We want to thank you so much. Now, Ben, I was going to read your bio, which is so full of awards and so impressive. Perhaps we could do it this way. Would you please tell us how it all started for you and include some of your milestone accomplishments along the way? Well, I mean, football, like, like, uh, like most football players, was always my first love. It's something that um, I gravitated to when I was very, very young. And I was blessed to um, receive a uh, athletic scholarship at the University of Florida, uh-huh. Where I went on, where I went on to become a first-team All-SEC, um, a tight end, a first-team All-American, uh, John Mackey Award finalist, which goes to the nation's top tight ends. I didn't win the award, but I was a finalist. Um, I was a second-round draft pick by the Tennessee Titans um, in 2004. Uh, played for them for four years. Played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and and also played for the Oakland Raiders. Um, as much as I'm, a, I'm also a, a Florida Georgia Hall of Famer. It's a, the Florida Georgia game is very, very prestigious um, as it as it comes uh, to college rivalries. But uh, you know, I just thank God for all these things. I, I always tell people this: my my successes don't belong to myself. The only thing that truly belongs to me is my failures. My successes belongs to my my family, my friends, my coaches, my teammates, to everybody that helped me do what I've done and helping me do what I do at this present day. So to I think all the, everything I've done is just a culmination of a lot of great people around me. That's very humble and very impressive. Thank you so much, Ben. And can I, I'm not a footballer, so can we call you by the nickname Troop Skadoop? Or is that only, <laughs> or is that only for, for people in that, you know, that you've been playing with? <laughs> of course, you can, listen, listen, Tony, you can call me whatever you want. It's Troop Skadoop, Ben, it doesn't matter. You know, and the thing about the Troop Skadoop thing, uh, when it comes to nicknames, that's something that's given to you. You know, I can't go up to my teammates and say, hey, this is my nickname. You have to actually uh, be given that by your teammates. And I always say teammates are just like family members. You don't get to pick them. You just got to play with them and live with them. I was going to ask the question how you got the name Troop-a-Doop, how, how they happened to name you troop scoop a <laughs> Well, you know what's funny? I, don't, I, don't, I never, ever really know how. They just started calling me that. And it's like once you respond to one teammate and they, hear, they hear that, it's just, it, thank God it was a good one, you know, because I've heard some pretty bad nicknames. <laughs> I can so match I, it. I, I, I can, I can, I can live, at least mine is 
something that can be said by all Amer- all you know all people because some of these things are you know they they rated R. Some of these things are not suitable for children. Well, I'm glad we can call you Troop Skadoop. And you know, for the spotlight audience, just a couple little things. Ben is a little bit humble here, which is you know he's just so cool. His his personality comes out so well. He was a senior Gator and team captain in 2003, and a first team All South Southeast Conference selection or a finalist, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, and you also received first-team All-American honors from ESPN, Rivals.com, and Sports Illustrated. I mean, that is some really cool stuff there. Yeah, it's humbling. It's humbling because all, I'm just a football player at the end of the day. I don't. I never, ever played for the accolades. I never, ever played um, for the awards. I mean, my coach say if you do what you're supposed to do, those things take care of themselves, and I – a lot of times, I don't even know that I have these things. I'm in, I'm in practice at the bowl game uh, my senior year. My coach is telling me, you know, you're going to be the first All-American that's not going to play on Saturday. I'm like, I'm an All-American? He goes, yeah. I'm like, well, when did this happen? Because, I, you know, I don't, I don't – most players are different than me because they need these things to reaffirm who they are or they need these accolades to kind of make themselves seem like they're more than what they are. But listen, I, I take it. I take it all in stride. I, you know, I take it humbly. But I also understand that – I would love to tell you guys they chose me because of this or because of that, but I don't know why. I don't know why I became an All-American and why they chose me out of everybody. I, I, I definitely appreciate it, but uh, hey, man, I, at the end of the day, I play football because I love to compete. Ben, I want to ask you a question, though. How young were you when you really realized or someone spotted that you had a talent uh, in football because it just doesn't happen. It, it mm-hmm. requires work and there's a skill um, to it. So how young were you when people begin to recognize that there was something extraordinary about you? I, w- I, was, I was seven years old because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm from I'm from Swainsboro, Georgia, a little small town in Georgia. And the, mm-hmm. recreation depart- and the recreation department says you have to be seven years old to play football. But the cutoff date is September 1st. Well, my birthday it's September 1st. So oh. was telling, So what happened was my mother was filling out the form and the guy says, well, ma'am, he's, you know, he turned seven today. He's going to have to wait another year. My mom is disregarding this man. She said this child will not be in my house another year. He's playing football. And what happened was when I get to practice, my mother can't afford cleats. She can't afford them. Uh-huh. So I remember a coach telling my mother, she, he says, you have your son here tomorrow and I'll take care of it. So, right. so, so I get, I get, the, I get, I get there the next day and I'm raring to go. And my mom, you know, she gets me out of the car. I'm standing there. My coach gets out to the car and he, and he gives me some cleats, which means he believed in me enough to say, listen, ma'am, if you did your part and getting in here and you can't, and you can't afford no cleats. Oh man, I'm a football coach. So if he needs cleats, I'm going to give him cleats. And uh, that was the first time. You know, I understood that, you know, people outside of my own family members believed in my talent because I didn't know what talent was back then. But I do mm-hmm. remember I do remember that coach telling my mother, you just get him here and I'll do the rest. That's wonderful. So was cool. there a father in the home? Was your father in the home or was your mom single mom? No, no, my, my, my father was in the home. My father was um, my father was in prison a lot of my life. You know, so okay. I, I was I, I was I, I knew about the prison system just just as much as I knew about football. But they both instilled great. Uh, characteristics in me. I mean, I, I don't take my mother was a great mother. Make no mistake about it. She did an incredible job with me and my brothers and my sisters. Uh, but my father definitely was uh, influential as well. And um, I just understood that I got I, I learned strength and perseverance through my through my father. I learned mm-hmm. I learned hard work 
work ethic, never complaining for my mother. So when you take those type of things and you oh, put yes. them on a foot, when you put those on a football <laughs> field, uh, I used to always tell my teammates, I say, you know why it's hard to beat a person like me? And they'd be like, well, why? I said, because I don't play for the wins and the losses. See, I'm running from something. I, you, <laughs> and, I love it. And the thing about it is, is when somebody goes, well, what you running from? I say, I am running from average. I do not want to be average. I do not want to be okay. Too many times <laughs> in life, people say, well, being you survive. They say, well, too many times in life, They'll say, well, Ben, you survive. And I say, yeah, but I want to thrive. I don't want to just survive in this life. So football showed me that if I give all I got, does that mean I'm going to be successful? Absolutely not. But if I don't give all I got, I definitely, I'm definitely not going to be. So I just learned just to give my best all the time. And like I say, through everything I've done in football, I never, ever cared about most of it. It just came. It's like being a doctor. If I'm a doctor, life and death is the job. That's, that's the job that I chose. So where people look at the NFL and the limelight and celebrity and the money, that just came with it. That's that's never why I played. That's not who I am. But when I'm seven years old and that and that and that coach got those cleats, I said, "Oh, there's something to this football stuff." So it, it changed my <laughs> life. At, you know, at, 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 yes, ma'am. At a, at a young age. That thank is you so for sharing. cool. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for sharing. Ben, would you please tell us perhaps some of the memorable moments that you had in your skyrocketing career? Some of the best moments I've had actually happened with other with, with my other teammates. When 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 you understand, like I mean, I, I played at the University of Florida, and we're playing the University of Georgia, and one of my teammates got an interception. But he's from Jacksonville. We're playing in Jacksonville, so he's playing in his hometown, and I, you know, and I was just so happy for him. And then my biggest memories in football always happen before the game and after the game, never during the game. I like what my teammates say to me. Like when my teammates say, well, Ben, I, you make me like playing football because I see how you are or you make it fun being a teammate of yours or or the things I say before the game. Like when I look at my teammates and I say, you realize you're never going to be good enough. You realize that you're not big enough, fast enough, strong enough. But the same people that root for you and the same people that root against you, they both in the stands, both of them. Because mm-hmm. both of them got to see it, both of them up there. Because the ones that don't like you, they have to be able to tell you why they don't like you. And the ones that love you, they cheer you on. So with me, I always tell, my dad would always say this. He say, son, it doesn't matter what the haters say, because they need you and you need them. Somebody need, they need you to tell you what you're not good at. And, and, you, and uh, you need them just to have some, you know, he call them, he call them gnats or fly swatters. You got to be able to, you know, <laughs> end off these flies, but, uh. I mean, my, my greatest sports memories is the fact that the University of Florida felt as though I was good enough. I was an asset to them or the Tennessee Titans felt as though I was an asset to them and, and the Oakland Raiders and the, and the Butler Bulldogs and the and the, ten, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the fact that I had coaches, teammates and fans that appreciated me and they and they wanted me on their team. I mean, wait, it, to me, it doesn't get better than that. How did you handle, uh, I have a question uh, about being at the university. How did you find your academic experiences, particularly in the classrooms? Do you feel that you were given special privileges or that you were given that because of your star status? Because you were obviously a rising star. I was given I was given resources that it, that had I not taken advantage of, it would have been, I wouldn't have had no excuses. The, the, okay. the amount of resources that the University of Florida gives me because they understand that my day begins when everybody else's day ends. So when everybody else is going home at three o'clock, my day is just beginning. 
So <laughs> by the so by the time I'm out of practice, it's seven o'clock. Then I still got to go. I still got to go put some food in my stomach. I still got to go to uh, see my tutor. And mm-hmm. what I what I realized was. I didn't want my academics to be a, to be a crutch. Like I didn't want to be a great football player and an okay student mm-hmm. because, because my professors were different. They, they challenged me to say, well, Mr. Troop, I've seen you play football. And when I see you play football, I see a young man that's given all he got. I expect, I expect that same energy and enthusiasm in my classroom. So the pressure for me never, never, ever went down from the coaches mm-hmm. professors to my teachers to, to counselors, because I, th- I think I think Miss Barber, what I understood really quickly was I represent something greater than myself, something far greater than me. And, you know, I had five grandparents at one point. I had a great grandmother, two grandmothers and two grandfathers. So I so and I knew and, and, I, and I knew them all. My grandfather is still living. He'll be 94 this year. My other grandfather oh, eighty-four this year. Wonderful. And when, so when people ask me why I was able to do what I done, I said I get to stand on, on the shoulders of some great people. But I knew them. See, when I tell my daughters and my sons stories about their grandparents, this is something that my mother and father told me. This is what I gained from them. So when I'm at the University of Florida, I, I tell people, y'all, y'all got to listen. You got to see where I come from to see why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. If you see where I come from and you see the type of people that groomed me and made sure that I was in this position, the 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 worst thing I could do is throw this away because I'm not prepared. And 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 if you're if you're an athlete, not even a star athlete, they give you the best of the best. So I mean, I was just benefiting from you know what was already set forth for me. That is phenomenal, well, yeah. Ben. This is the spotlight with Tony Dierso and Lifetime Achievement Award 2016 recipient Dr. Barbara Young joining me as co-host. Just ahead, we continue the chat with former pro NFL player Ben Troop, who very humbly tells us about living a life with great accomplishments and provides his best advice. Also coming up, stay tuned for Maura Sweeney, the ambassador of happiness who makes a cameo with the TKO tip of the week and gives some great advice for you. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Are you the right fit? We're looking for a few good sponsors that are the right fit for our world-class brand, The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with Hollywood stars, sports greats, business experts, game changers, best-selling authors, world-renowned VIPs? If so, please apply and let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me, Tony at TonyDierso.com. That's Tony at TonyDierso.com. And let's see how we can help each other. Thank you for letting us contribute to your success. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. 
Beat the Odds for Business Success at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the vision map. Beat the odds for business success at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. Get the Revenue Chap mobile app for your Android or iPhone. It's free. Download from your cell phone or smart device at tonydurso.com slash mobile. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDURSO.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with Lifetime Achievement Award 2016 recipient, Dr. Barbara Young as co-host. Today's show is with former NFL player Ben Troop, who shares amazing insights and advice with us. All right, let's get back to the chat with Ben. How did you deal with all the stresses then? You had stress to perform, you had stress academically, you had stress at home. How did you deal with this and still rise up as high and fast as you did? Balance. Uh, I, I never, I had a mother that never ever limited me in life, but she knew what to keep me away from. She never limited me. So when I get to college, I didn't, you know, I never had a drink in my life. I never had a smoke in my life. So when I get to college, I don't, I don't see the need to be a part of the in crowd. I don't see the need to be accepted the way people need to be accepted. So my stress level came from wanting to outdo myself. It was never, the coaches couldn't put enough pressure on me because, because in my mind, if I only live up to their expectations, I'm, I'm, I'm like minimizing my own. So and then when it came to the, when it came to academics, the reason academics has always been what I can't control. See, I control, I can't control what happens in a football game or a practice because there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things going on. But as it, when it comes to my academics, that's all me. That's all effort. So my stress only came from, um, wanting to do, wanting to be better than I was the day before to get a higher grade than I did the last semester because I'm a student first. I always, I'm a student. I'm a student athlete. I'm a student throughout the day. I'm an athlete when the day ends. So I didn't want, I didn't want my professors saying, and I didn't want my coaches saying, well, Ben, you slacking in this area or you slacking in that area. I, you know, I'd rather be a jack of many trades, a master of none. I just wanted to be, you know, I wanted to excel across the board. Well, you know, Ben, um, Tony, I want to share this. I talked with a young man today that you remind me of quite a bit, Ben. Of course, he's in a different field, but a background similar. But he talked about the three E's for success. And you certainly uh, have benefited from what I think of those three E's. One is exposure. You were given exposure at a very early age to prime teaching, um, to the environment that you came out of. Grandparents, a parent who cared, parents who were caring, and the experiences, the positive experiences that you had. All of these three E's or the foundations for a successful person. So 
<laughs> because it really, it, a lot of it depends on your exposure. And Tony, you know this as well as I do, because you've interviewed many, many, many famous individuals. The exposure that you have, the environment that you're, the people you're surrounded with, and then the experiences. If you had negative experiences or you've had positive experiences. So I want to mm-hmm. applaud you for all the accomplishments you have had and to stay grounded as you have. Oh, yes, ma'am. Well, I, well, I understand, too, that it's not me. Like, as much as I would love to take credit, you know, when, I, when, you, when you watch the Academy Awards and they get to thanking all these people, they're just telling you, you see all the people that helped me? So when I go Steve Spurrier, Ron Zook, when I go Coach Noah Brandeis and Coach Joe Hunt, when I go Miss Ann Hughes and, and Dr. Carradine, and these people put me in a position to say, if you fail, you do not want to succeed. If you fail at this, when you're given all this, and it's humbling because to have somebody look at you and say, I think you are what we need. Because when you're on a football team, that's basically uh-huh. what. But then, but then the University of Florida says, Mr. Troop, you're going to be our biggest ambassador because the football team is the biggest thing on any college campus. So at 17 years old, which is when I, when I went to college at 17, they're telling me that you're going to be one of the faces of this university. Congratulations. So, to much is given, much is requirement. I just thank God every day that I met them. <laughs> Big <laughs> boots to fill. Big yes. boots to step in, and you did it so it's, well. It's, 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 <laughs> it, yes, sir. Well, I, hey, listen, listen. I, I had my stumbles along the way. I, had, I, need, I needed a coach that you know, gave me a swift kick in my behind when I needed it. They, they congratulate me when I need it, but they discipline when I need it. So the thing about a college coach, as well as my academic advisors, they did not let me take any days off. They didn't let me slack. See, see, and that's what I appreciate the most is they're going to be like, Ben, you know you know better than this because they met my parents. See, when I'm going on my business, they met my mother and father. So they go, okay, I see why this guy is the way he is. So every time I try to do things, kind of try to blend in with the in crowd, they pull me away. So... I mean, hey, I, I benefited from some great people. If I ever get a chance to have a, I don't know, a, a celebration of, of my success, all I would do is turn the tables on the people that's there to see me. I would just thank them the entire time because they don't, don't understand that without them, I would not get an opportunity to be on this, um, you know, doing this interview with you, talking to you, Ms. Barbara. Thank you. Fantastic. So- fantastic. I love it. And, you know, it sounds like you're most proud of your family more than anything else. You've had great accomplishments along the way, but that pride of who you are and your upbringing and what you've been grounded in just comes through really nicely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of my my, uh, challenges today, what what do you find, Ben, that has changed, that may have changed the things in terms of athletics and football players? Do you find there have been changes since you were... Uh, in the field and and doing your thing professionally, I would I would say when it comes to the, today's athletes, it's going to be entitlement. When you look at social media and how prevalent it is in these young people's lives, they need the likes, they need to reach tweets, and they think that that kind of stuff means something. When you, when you come into college and you thinking that because I got a million followers here or I got a I got a bunch of likes here, I I, I think that it distorts their sense of reality because. They need a they need constant praise for things that don't even supposed to get praised. Like if, if you're supposed to be in class at eight o'clock and you get to class at eight o'clock and you're looking at the professor and say, you realize I got here on time. He goes, yes, that's what you're supposed to do. I think that today's generation is they need 
they need validation all and that's not what that's not reality that's their reality but i just think that today's athlete is so entitled they're so small they're so need needy and when i came when i was in school we just was very very work oriented I don't need validation. I don't need praise. I don't need congratulations. I think that my work ethic speaks for itself. And I just think that we go into an age now that these young people, they want to be congratulated for doing things that they're supposed to do. That's a really interesting point. It's sort of like the old school versus the commonplace mm-hmm. belief now. Does that change? Does that factor itself change in the performance of sports? Or are these athletes, even though they want more praise, are they actually getting better and doing better than the athlete of yesteryear. The athletes, the athletes of today are definitely very, very superior. Um, they, they definitely have all the tools necessary to get it done. I think what happens is the adjustment falls on these coaches. Do I adjust to who I'm coaching now or do I make them come up to where I am? And that's, that's the hardest thing because they don't really understand each other. When I was in school, this, my coaches understood me. Nowadays, it's like, your, your coach is from Mars and the players are from Venus. They don't understand one another they're, they're from the language. Kids talk as if they're cell phones. They won't. They'll say LOL in front of you. They'll say TMI in front of you. It's like basic <laughs> skill. Basic skills have, have been lost. And I just think that it's almost like we got to get back to basics. It's, it's almost like you have to take cell phones and social media and say, listen, when you're in my when you're in my presence, put it away because they they lack basic skills just to function in life and then you got to try to teach these young people so i just think that we just got to keep pressure on them to supersede this social media stratosphere and this cell phone stratosphere that has engulfed these kids because these kids they they, they just join at the hip with technology and they they forget that Human beings created these things. They didn't just fall out of the air. I mean, I told a kid one time, there's a reason why they call them smartphones, because the person that's operating it might not be. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to know about injuries. Um, did you, were you um, able to not uh, sustain injuries that may, might affect you or could have affected you, you know, later in life? Because I hear so much, I'm not you know, real familiar. I'm like you, Tony, I'm a novice in, in terms of football, but the injuries sometimes I hear that can be really traumatic. So Ben, you seem to be very fortunate that you didn't come out of this with, you know, injuries. So what are your thoughts about that nowadays? Well, I would love to, I would love to say I didn't have my share of injuries or they won't benefit. They won't hinder me later on in life, which I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, mm-hmm. they might definitely, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just a part of it. I would never, ever be the type of person that say I resent football because of what it did to me. Football never, ever asked me to put on the clear people. It's just if I could do it all over again, I would do it exactly the same. I wouldn't take nothing away. It's just the fact that I can live with the consequences of what I chose to do because nothing in this world gave me more joy than being able to be a part of something that I enjoy doing. I was passionate about doing it. It gave me purpose. It gave me it gave me significance because no matter what, football showed me that I mattered. Even if it was for three hours on Saturdays or two hours during the day. So the injuries that came from it, it's crazy. Football players, we look at injuries different. Um, as long, and we always say, as long as it doesn't kill you, hey man, it's just a part of it. And, and, and sometimes <laughs> it does, but 
Sometimes <laughs> it does, but people get the same injuries we get without playing football. You know, it's just the fact that by the time I'm done playing football, listen, I know that I know the human anatomy like I've never known it before. Like, I mean, you look at the foot, I see a fifth metatarsal. You look at the knee, I see a PCL, MCL, ACL. But at the same <laughs> time, it just comes program. Every day I step on that field or when I stepped on that field, it could have been it could have been the end. Mm-hmm. But it's so I'm not, and I can say this now. Football was my drug. It, it just was. I would love to say <laughs> that it wasn't, but it was. So when people go, why don't drink, man? Why don't smoke? Because I'm already addicted to something. I've seen some injuries in the world. And you know what I do? I move down. We move practice down or we move the, or the game stops for a little bit. Somebody blows the whistle and we go right back to it. It's like we're programmed to just keep going. So I think with me and injuries, it's definitely shown that I have a high pain threshold. I don't compare it to pregnancy. You know, my wife is very different. <laughs> I'm not comparing it to that. But it just, Ms. Barbara, it just comes with it. I, you know, I, I, this, the NFL has given me everything I have and, then, and more. So the injuries that I have, the bumps and the bruises, the concussions, the headaches, the, you know, because it's, it's some things that's troubling, but I think, you know, but I have to just live with it at this point. Okay. Phenomenal. Part of, Thank part you. Of it. Yeah. Very cool. This is the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and the Lifetime Achievement Award 2016 recipient, Dr. Barbara Young, as co-host. Just ahead, we're going to find out more about Ben, his motivation, plus he's going to give us his best advice for you. Also coming, stay tuned for Maura Sweeney, the Ambassador of Happiness who makes a cameo with the TKO Tip of the Week with cool advice from her. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDurso.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the vision map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDurso.com slash vision. V-I-S-I-O-N. Hey, get in on the biggest thing in energy and earn additional income. Create financial freedom for decades to come. Learn more at TonyDierso.com slash P-O-W-U-R. That's TonyDierso.com slash P-O-W-U-R. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDurso.com slash community. Yeah. 
You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with Lifetime Achievement Award 2016 recipient, Dr. Barbara Young as co-host. Today's show is with the former pro NFL player, Ben Troop. He's given us some great advice and insight into what's propelled him to be such a great star and what is his motivation, what keeps him going. And he's also going to share some really great advice. All right, here we go. Let's get back to the chat with Ben. You know, Ben, Ben Troop Skadoop, you've been riding on top of the world and I know you're not playing football now. And I believe Dr. B may ask you just shortly what you're working on, but I'd like to know what's your motivation that gets you up now? It, it's a different world. You're in a different scenario. So what's your drive on this now? People, I, I love the fact that I know what the American dream is and it's my job or my goal to share it with as many people um, that I can share it with. What gets me up in the morning is the fact that I'm pushed and pulled by my own greatness. I, what I want, what I want to have in this life, what I want to do for people in this life is so much greater than the things that have been done for me. At the end of the day, at the, at the end of the day, Mr. Urso, I'm just a server. I just want to serve people in any capacity that I can. So what gets me up in the morning is understanding that something that somebody said to me changed my life. So something I say to somebody could change their life. So I'm looking to, and I don't know who, I don't know when, but that's intriguing to me. That gets me up to know that I could be somebody's difference. They can say, well, the difference in my life was something I heard Ben Troop say. Not because of the fact that he said it, but the fact that he said it at all. Like the fact that I heard him say it. So that's what gets me up in the morning is understanding that the American dream to me is simply ordinary people living extraordinary lives. That is my life every day. My life is extraordinary. I think I'm ordinary, but I think my life is extraordinary. And I think that everybody deserves that because what's extraordinary to me could be different than What's extraordinary to you? But I think what, ex- what is extraordinary to you, Mr. Urso, what is extraordinary to you, Ms. Barber, I think you deserve that, but you have to go at it. And with me, the things that were supposed to keep me from going after it, I've already surpassed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and so because I'm at the end of the day, I'm just a country boy from a small town in Georgia, but I've got to live an extraordinary life since age seven. And, and now I'm 34. So what can I do to the next generation and the current generation and future generation of people, I just tell them who you are, what you are, and what you're capable of. I said, who you are is the greatest. What you are is the greatest. What you're capable of can't be measured. And at the end of the day, just like I tell my children, my job is to show you what colors to mix together and watch you paint. I want to see these people go out there and paint the world red if they want to do it. because, And that's what gets me going is the fact that I get to be somebody's different. I can change somebody's life strictly through my words, and I take a lot of pride in that. So that lets me segue into what are you currently doing now? Well, I do I do uh, I do sports radio now as well as mm-hmm. I uh, as well as I used to call myself a public speaker, but I'm not a public speaker. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you why. I'm not a public speaker because people are saying, oh, well, you're a motivational speaker. I said, no, I'm a storyteller. I tell stories and through my stories, if you gain motivation, you gain motivation. If you gain understanding, you gain understanding. But. That's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about telling my stories and hopefully get you to tell your stories to someone. And my purpose is to serve people. So when I'm talking about sports, 
I'm serving I'm serving the sports enthusiast. When I'm when I'm telling my stories to Fortune 500 companies, to to youth organizations, to to, mm-hmm. to different groups, I'm I'm just what I'm working on the most right now, Ms. Barbara, is really I'm just carving out my legacy. Outside of my children, I hope to not hope to. I'm going to have my own academies, and my academies are gonna are gonna be stressed on. It's gonna be um, after school as well as um, summer school, but it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Just to get kids to understand that you matter. Most of these young people, they don't feel as though they matter. They don't feel as though um, they're ever going to be anything and do anything. Here is an mm-hmm. athlete telling you that you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a singer. You don't have to be an actor. You can be a culinary chef. You can be a you know you can you can you can you can be a truck driver or or you can you can be a, a you know work at a daycare. But but mm-hmm. the goal of and it's funny that you said that when you, when you said exposure environment. Um, mm-hmm. You said uh, experience, with, exposure, experience. environment, experience. Mm-hmm. Well, well, when it comes to my school, all I care about is three things. I care about exposure. I care about development and I care about advancement through your exposure. You're going to develop and based on your development will determine how, how much you advance. That's the only three things that I'm mm-hmm. going to be focused on exposure, mm-hmm. development, and advancement. And the thing is, we go through three stages in life. You go through the learn. You go through the learning stage. You go through the earning stage. And you go through the returning stage. Based on what you learn, learn will determine how much you earn. And hopefully, you earn so much you can return it. So, with my academies, that's mm-hmm. going to be something that I hope lives. Live, you know, uh, when I'm dead mm-hmm. and gone, that, that young people feel as though they can have it because somebody has something set up strictly for me. Uh, it's not going to be based on academics. It's not going to be based on um, who gets the best grades or how you look. I just want young people to, to know that. I was once you. I was I once felt as though I didn't matter until something showed me that I did. So, you know, I don't know what I'm going to you know, I'm either going to call it the uncommon academy or the humble academy. So, I'm, you I'm know, gonna I was going to I was going to ask you uh, what would be your main topic or your main you know, tagline that you would use. Well, well. Well, well, it's probably going to be called the Uncommon Academy because people always talk about success. And the reason why I would probably call it the Uncommon Academy because mm-hmm. success, success is uncommon and won't be felt by the common man. That's what people don't realize. Success is not common. Failure is very common. So if you want something. So the thing about that whole uncommon thing is we take what the world tells us to do and we go against it. The world tells you you have to be realistic. We're unrealistic. The world tells you you have to be rational. We're irrational. The world tells you you have to be canny. We're uncanny. Think about it. I went to the University of Florida and and I made it to the NFL. Less than one percent of college football makes it to the pros. And I was one of them. So when people go with being, you got to be crazy. I said, I am. I was crazy enough to think that I was less than one percent. And I proved myself right. So at this mm-hmm. point, at this point, how do I take my mentality. And infuse that into the next generation. So that's my biggest thing. How do I take what they think they know and what I actually know and blend it? I, because, because once I do that, I feel as though they can do anything they want to do. So my, my academies are going to be based on it's a people helping people program. It's a it's a win win situation. It's not it's, it's being able to take these kids as clay and mold them into what they want to be. See, I, my mother and father were the greatest influences of my time because they didn't want me to be what they wanted me to be. They wanted me to be what I wanted to be. So that's what I'm gonna give to them. That's the only thing I'm giving them. I don't want you to be what I want you to be. What now, do how you many, be? How many children do you have? I have three. Okay. You have boys? I have oh man, I have I have 
I have my son, and I have my two daughters. Okay. So how's your son? Do you think he's a potential athlete as well? My son, my son is gonna gonna probably be he's he's gonna probably be the the black Michael Phelps. My son likes to swim, so <laughs> okay. you know he's a he's a he's a he's a. My son likes to swim. My daughters, on the other hand, are very aggressive. I don't know what the, they probably gonna be the president, the vice president. I don't know who's <laughs> gonna be who. But but the, the the greatest thing that my children have shown me is my children show me how to live. Children don't hold grudges. Children know how to apologize. They know how to play with each other. They they still working on this sharing thing, but we're gonna we're gonna get past that. But I just learned how to enjoy life through them. Because the things I worry about and the things I stress about, man, kids live for the moment. They live for the, that moment that they're in. And I'm learning how to do that. I, I'm learning how to not look five years down the road or one year down the road. Let's make the most of today. And then each day after, try to make the most of those days. So I learned so much from my kids. That is so cool. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Just great advice, great wisdom mm -hmm. throughout this whole interview. So cool. And you know... I like always like asking our guests what their best advice is. And every time you say anything, I think oh, this is the best. This is like amazing stuff. You've, <laughs> you've, you've impelled yourself through a field and an area and an industry. It's extremely, extremely tough. And I, and I've, I've done similar in, in other stuff. And I, and I appreciate uh -huh. that so much, but if we had to encapsulate this and perhaps give it a little more succinctly, I'd love to hear for people that want to be in, in, athlete that people want to be in football or whatever industry would you what's the best advice you would give for these people because in today's society as you say it's really different you understand the playing field a lot better than me what would you say to these people that want to aspire to whatever they want to accomplish this is the spotlight with tony dierso and the lifetime achievement award 2016 recipient dr barbara young as co-host just ahead, Ben gives us his best advice for you, and it is astounding. Also coming up, Maura Sweeney, the ambassador of happiness, makes a cameo with the TKO tip of the week with some really cool information. Stay tuned for that. Are you the right fit? We're looking for a few good sponsors that are the right fit for our world-class brand, the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with Hollywood stars, sports greats, business experts, game changers, best-selling authors, world-renowned VIPs? If so, please apply and let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me, Tony at TonyDierso.com. That's Tony at TonyDURSO.com. And let's see how we can help each other. Thank you for letting us contribute to your success. Get the Revenue Chap mobile app for your Android or iPhone. It's free. Download from your cell phone or smart device at TonyDURSO.com slash mobile. The Dream Business community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDURSO.com slash community. You're 
listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with Lifetime Achievement Award 2016 recipient Dr. Barbara Young as co-host. Today's show is with former pro NFL player Ben Troop, and he gives up his best advice, which is astounding. And just shortly after that, Maura Sweeney, the ambassador of happiness, makes a cameo with her TKO tip of the week. Some great insight is coming your way. All right. And now back to the chat with Ben. I would tell him that I would tell him to, um, to use failure as a tool. When people say failure is not an option, they lying because failure is an option. And failure is probably going to be your best friend because it teaches you how to it failure teaches you how to refocus. Failure teaches you how to go at it again. Failure teaches you how to get back up again and keep going. Failure really shows you what you made of and if this if, if this is something you really want to do. Everybody wants to be successful, but you have to fail first. You have to fail in order to learn how to succeed. So I would tell not just athletes, but anything you want to do in life, if you can use failure. As a tool, the failure could become your best friend and you don't run from it, but learn from it. Oh, you could be anything you want to be, because to me, failure has taught me way more about myself than success ever has. Success, because like I tell people, failure is the only thing that belongs to you. Your successes don't even belong to you. Your successes belong to the people that help you get what you got and do what you're doing. Failure teaches you how to be more, do more, become more. So I would tell people to those people who, if you, if you fear failure, it's going to be hard to succeed. But if you, if you trust that failure is trying to teach you something, I mean, I would say, you know, I would say be a lifelong learner and uh, fail as much as possible. <laughs> great wisdom, great advice. And, you know, I believe it was Abraham Lincoln. I'd have to take a look and, and see, but you don't really, you really don't fail at anything until you stop. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Until then, it's just uh, trial and error, I guess. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know. oh, what a wonderful life! Oh, what a wonderful life! <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Great advice, great information, and I tr- and I I just thank you so much for sharing all that with us, Ben. It was just really, really cool. It's been a real pleasure uh, to listen to you today, Ben. And I, I I'm afraid I'm going to steal one of your lines. I'm running from average. I like that. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want. Um, I don't. Uh, it's the great, the greatest things I've got along the way is uh, the things I've heard people say, and mm-hmm. I, I use those things as motivation now. So if my coach tells me, being true, you're the greatest tight end, you're the greatest tight end in the world. Once you believe you are, you have to believe it first, and then the actions come behind it. So with me. I'm on this radio. I mean, I'm doing this Skype interview, um, you know, with you, Mr. Durso and Miss Barbara. Do you know how many people will never get this opportunity? You know how many people will never get to tell their story? So when somebody asks me what is going to be, what, what do you like most about not playing football compared to playing? I say because I get to live my authentic life now. As long as I'm playing football, somebody else created football, created these football teams. So I'm just I'm just a part of their plan. I'm executing somebody else's plan for them. But when I'm when I'm talking about myself, when I'm talking about my academies and I'm doing sports radio and I'm working, I'm doing my humanitarian work and philanthropy work. That's me 
you know what I'm saying, writing my own script. I always tell kids, write your own story, write your own mm-hmm. script. So mm-hmm. once I once I decided to my favorite my favorite movie is Pinocchio because even <laughs> though he was on strings, he was a real boy. So I said, listen, I'm a real boy. I cut the strings at a certain point, <laughs> and I said, I'm a, I'm I'm willing to fail at my own life than to succeed at somebody else's. Because when I'm a football player, I'm succeeding, but that's somebody else's life because it was created for me. But now that I'm but now that I'm succeeding at my own life, that story that I wrote on my own, I mean, what could be better than that? Ben. Troop Skadoop, you are so inspiring. I love it. I think we just yes. keep going on and on and on. Yes. I've, I mean, to meet someone, I mean, I've interviewed so many people, so has Dr. B, but you're mm-hmm. so full of exuberance and enthusiasm and just, you just keep going and keep going. It's amazing. I love it. And it just comes I right through it. the airways. Yeah. Mm. Yes, it does. I appreciate you guys. Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's like I say, I just know what I represent. I represent something far greater than myself. I would hope that when my grand, when my three grandmothers are looking down from heaven, they would, they, they say, that's my grandson. You see my, you see what my grandson did today. And, and I understand that somebody, somebody paved the way for me to be able to have these opportunities. So I'm paving the way for somebody else. And Martin Luther King Jr. said it the best. When I, when my, when I die, if somebody said that Ben Troop died trying to help somebody else, Hey man, my life was worth it because money, who cares? valuables who cares what did you do for somebody else that's what my daddy tell me did you do for, did you do something for somebody else today did you inconvenience your life for somebody else's convenience did you make your life uncomfortable for someone else's comfort because when you do that and that becomes a habit now you're living i, I think that's when your life really begins that's so wonderful that's great advice so wonderful one of the things too i i hope the listeners have I, I know they have gathered a lot of information today and a lot of kudos and uh, a lot of uh, uplifting words of encouragement and hope. And the most important thing, too, that no matter what script any of us are handed, we can rewrite that script. So I just want to say thank you. And, Tony, thank you for allowing me to be a co-host today with Mr. Ben Troop. It has truly been an honor. Well, thank you so much, Dr. B. And before anyone goes... Ben, we would love to get your contact information. Would you mind sharing how anyone could get a hold of you? Oh yes, definitely. Uh, definitely uh, follow me um, on uh, on Twitter at Ben Troop eighty four, as well as Ben Troop Pro. So B E N T R O U P E P R O or B E N T R O T R O U P E eighty four, and uh, definitely um, the best way to get in contact with me is the Ben Troop Pro because uh, Brushwood Media, that's who's going to be uh, reaching out to you guys or whomever try to get in contact with me. And we win 84, W E A W E N 84 at Gmail is another way to reach out to me. And like I say, Mr. Dorsey, I'm, I'm looking forward to being in front of as many people as possible. I look forward to uh, being able to not necessarily inspire people. But to get people to get off automatic, to let them know, listen, your life begins when you get off automatic. Your life begins when you cut the strings and become a real boy, a real girl. You know, write your own script. Write your own script. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. Ben, such an honor to chat with you. I thank you again so much. Really love it. Just just great. But before anyone goes, there's one more thing. (laughs) It's time for the TKO tip of the week. And this week's TKO tip is presented by Maura Sweeney, the Ambassador of Happiness. She's an author, podcaster, HuffPost contributor, international speaker, and a next-generation thought leader featured hundreds of times in the media 
And also, she's a special VIP co-host for the Spotlight on occasion. And here's the audio. Hello, Spotlight audience. This is Maura Sweeney. I'm an author, podcaster, HuffPost contributor, and international speaker found at moraforyou.com. I'm coming with today's TKO tip of the week. It's just two words, and I love them. Ready? Be yourself. Be yourself. Do you realize that was not only the best advice I ever received several decades ago when I was invited to step up from being in sales and move into management for a position I didn't even want because the guy who was promoting me that I'd be replacing had the biggest shoes, the biggest girth of body, and the biggest personality, and I felt totally unprepared for that challenge. And he said to me, Maura, don't ever try to be anyone other than yourself. Don't try to be me. And here I am several decades later sharing my message of being yourself everywhere I go. Remember this. There's only one Elvis. There's only one Madonna. There's only one Michael Jackson. And there's only one you. If you want to be your best, your finest, and your biggest, most authentic version and influential version of self, you need to remember those two words. Be yourself. Be yourself and be big at it. This has been Maura, and thanks so much for listening to this Spotlight with Tony D. That's such cool advice. Be yourself. So much like just what we went in this show with Ben Troop here. So simple yet so powerful. Be yourself. And remember this, there's only one you. I love it. You know, some people may have a hard time with it, but if you practice, you can do it. You really can be yourself. And to our Spotlight audience, I hope you enjoy our TKO tips of the week and that they do help you with your career or business. And let me know if you like these or if there's anything else you would like spotlighted. And again, such a great, great interview with former pro NFL player Ben Troop and the one and only Dr. Barbara Young. Thank you all. It was just great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care and have a very blessed weekend and a blessed life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And to our spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right. Keep your focus on success, and we'll see you next on The Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and his special VIP co-host. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the weekend.